Welcome to Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church, and thank you for joining us as we share the good news of Christ's love. We share a rich tradition as a diverse and welcoming congregation. We strive to meet people where they are and join them on their faith journey as we carry out our mission to love God, love neighbor, and change the world. Good morning, everyone. It is a joy to be present with you in this time of worship this morning. Um, those of you who are in person, it is so wonderful to see your smiling faces above your masks. And those of you who are worshiping with us online or via broadcast, we are so thankful for your presence with us this morning as well. My name is Kathleen McMurray and I'm one of the pastors here at Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church. And it is just such a joy and an honor to be with you today. Um, we are going through a lot right now with the weather that we've had and the COVID numbers. And it is more important than ever to gather together with people of faith to seek God and community. And so we are thankful for this time to be able to do that. Today we are talking about the Spirit in, embedding in us gifts, gifts to be used for God's purposes. And so whoever you are um, and wherever you come from and wherever you are on your faith journeys, know that the Spirit of God is with you as you are in this community of faith this morning. And now, as the Spirit leads us, let us turn our hearts and our minds to the worship of God.
great is our God, says the psalmist, and gently to be praised. And God has stretched the heavens above us and filled the earth with every good thing. We live and move and have our being in God, and in him is our everlasting hope. Let us share the peace of Christ with one another by saying, the peace of Christ be with you. The peace of Christ be with you. Amen. Amen. seated. Psalm 36. I have a message from God in my heart concerning the sinfulness of the wicked. There is no fear of God before their eyes. In their own eyes they flatter themselves too much to de detect or hate their sin. The words of their mouths are wicked and deceitful. They fail to act wisely or do good. Even on their beds they plot evil. They commit themselves to a sinful course and do not reject what is wrong. Your love, Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. Your righteousness is like the highest mountains, your justice like the great deep. You, Lord, preserve both people and animals. How priceless is your unfailing love, O God. People take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house. You give them drink from your river of delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. Continue your love to those who know you, your righteousness to the upright in heart. Thank you. 
Patty, gosh, what a beautiful way to start the day to hear this music. I know we just all want to say amen, amen. Thank you, thank you so much. And um, this is just a really special day, boys and girls. I don't think, do I see any kiddos? I don't think I see any kiddos in here, and that is great because that means everybody's home, and we get to address you right there, boys and girls, and we hope you are warm and um, snuggled up in your jammies, and thank you for being part of the worship service. So gather around your computer screen and as we all sing together. and girls, today is such an amazing and special day. This is just a really exciting day in our church family. This is the day that I get to introduce all of you all to my friend and the wonderful Pam Lentz. And I can't wait for Pam to meet all of you. I can't wait for you to meet all of Pam. And boys and girls, I'm gonna include the grown-ups here in the sanctuary and at home and everybody behind me. I just can't wait for everyone to get to know Pam. Pam has been in children's ministries for 27 years. And when I say that we are blessed to have her come to our church family, when I say bless boys and girls, that's in capital letters because it's really a big deal that God has brought Pam here. Pam loves children. She loves you all already, even though she hasn't met you. She loves God. She has such a faith, such a faith, such a passion for children, you all knowing God's love. So it's just my joy to introduce Pam to everyone and to just make this her very first Sunday here and to just make it official. So Pam, for today, and boys and girls for today, I just thought it'd be fun to have a special Bible verse to mark this big day. So, of course, boys and girls, it had to be a scripture about praise because that's all we feel when we think of Pam Lentz and having her here. So I looked at a lot of different verses, but guess what book of the Bible I went to? You're right, Psalms, where we are going to find some good praise verses. And after looking at several, I settled on the 106th chapter, the very first verse. Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For God's steadfast love endures forever. Pam, that just sums up how we all feel about having you here. Those of us who've known you and know your ministry, and those of us who already love you and are excited about your being here. Miss Cindy, I want to thank you for creating this wonderful program and getting things ready for me to be here and the ministry that you've already done that paves the way for me to continue. Um, I am so happy to be here, and I'm ready to get started getting to know each and every one of you. So thank you, and I, I can't wait to meet you all. Oh, no, she's just, as y'all can see, she's absolutely wonderful. I'm actually going to be on staff for about another month just to help with the transition, and so that's really fun for me to be able to do that. And I just want to just take a moment and just say a very quick thank you to all the grown-ups in here and all the grown-ups at home, but I especially want to thank you all, boys and girls, because... You're amazing, and you're the ones that we learn so much from. And I can honestly say that working here has been one of the greatest blessings of my life. So Kevin and I are members of the church. I'm not going anywhere. You're going to see me around. You're going to go, I thought she retired. She's sure around a lot because I love this church. I love Jesus. I love Pam. I love children, so I'll be around. So um, thank you for letting me be part of this um, part of the journey with everyone. So let's pray. 
Gracious and loving God, thank you so much for the blessings you bring to us. Thank you for the blessings that come when there's a change, God, because there are always blessings. Thank you for Pam and her ministry and just, just be with all of us. And we just thank you for the gifts. Help us all to keep you at the center of all that we do. And we thank you for loving us so much. Help us to love others and share your love with all. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. Thank you, Pam. invite you to share your personal joys and concerns with your church family by going to phumc.com forward slash prayer. Please receive our joys and concerns of this past week. We pray for all experiencing grief and loss this day, and our Christian sympathy is extended to the family and friends of Jimmy Bryant and his recent death, to Katie Holcomb and family and the death of her father, Stuart Holcomb to Linda Hart Chain and family in the death of her mother, Faye Jean Royce, to Ty McBee and family in the death of her stepfather, Ron Webb, to Nancy Sink and family in the death of her mother, Jean Jordan, and to Holly Ross and family in the death of her stepfather, Roby Farrer. We pray for all who are ill or recently hospitalized, including Gloria Cleveland, Martha Huey, Corey Jones, Joanne Martin, Maggie Snyder, Lawrence Walker, Paula Woozy, and Nancy Tolan. <clears throat> and we give thanks for our new members, Ann Hammond, Wilson and Lindsey Rains, and Jill Spratman. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Most faithful and loving God, we give you thanks for this day and for the diversity of your creation. As we observe Human Relations Day in the United Methodist Church and the birthday of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., hear our prayers for social justice and outreach to at-risk youth. Hear our prayers for Hoover United Methodist Church and other church-based community developers. Hear our prayers for the world, for those who hunger and live in poverty, and for people of war-torn countries, and for peace. Bless, O oh God, those who are burdened. Restore the joy of living to those who are fighting addiction, depression, loneliness, or having difficulties. Let your praise become the light of their days and nights. We also pray for all persons affected by COVID-19 and for medical frontline workers and caregivers. Continue to bless Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church as we make disciples and reach out to others. This we place in your eternal hands as we pray together, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, amen. As the ushers come forward to receive our offering, we give thanks to you for your generosity. And because you give, we're able to reach out uh, to reach those who do not have a church home. 
and we thank you for all of our ministries. Today you may place your offering in the offering plates, or you may use our text to give, give online, bank draft, or PayPal, or check. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for the opportunity to present you our tithes and our offerings. Bless us to always reach out. In Jesus' name, amen.
that God is spirit and that those who worship God must worship in spirit and in truth. We believe that God is light and that if we walk in the light, we have fellowship with one another. We believe that God is love and that everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that in him we have life now and forever. We believe that as Christ loves us, so we must love one another. And we believe that salvation and glory and power belong to our God, who reigns forever and ever. Amen. distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between Spirit. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. May God add blessing to the reading, hearing, and understanding of this portion of God's holy word. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Before you are seated, I invite you to turn to one another and to offer a word of greeting. Please be seated. It is indeed such a joy to be with you today, and I want to um, offer an invitation um, to you, but that sometime today, an invitation to complete our digital connect card. This is how we know that you are present with us, um, both those of you who are joining with us online and via broadcast, and those of you worshiping with us online. For those of you in person, that can be found by going to the QR code, scanning that QR code on the back of your bulletin. If you know how to take a picture on your phone, uh, you just pull out that camera on your phone and in the back there's a little uh, square in that box that says connect with us and you can hold that camera phone over the square and then a little link will pop up. You click on that and then you can fill out that form. Um, and so at some point today, I would love to have you fill that out. And those of you joining with us online, um, you can fill that out by going to phumc.com slash connect. Um, we have been privileged since Dr. Robbins and I came to have 147 new members who have become a part of our family of faith. Um, and one of the ways that we do that is by continuing to connect with our folks that are gathering with us. And so want to make sure that everyone is able to connect with us uh, each and every week. Let us turn to God in an attitude of prayer. Loving and gracious God, as we receive this word, 
from you today. I invite you to proclaim your will in our lives. Amen. When I was growing up, I loved to sing in the choir at my church. I loved to perform. I loved being up in the choir loft on Sunday mornings in that choir robe. We had the children's choir would be the choir at the church uh, one Sunday a month and lead the congregation in hymns and in all of our liturgy. And I loved being able to be a part of worship in that way. My mother was the choir director, and she as well was very passionate about teaching and leading children how to lead in worship through music. However, my mother noticed that one of the things that I really liked about choir was making sure that my voice could be heard above each and every other voice of the other children in the choir. And my mother had to inform me that that is not how choirs are supposed to work. She had to inform me that, Kathleen, this is not about your voice standing out above everyone else's voice. This is not about your performance. This is about the choir making glorifying music to God and leading the congregation. In fact, she says, if you can hear, if the congregation can hear your voice above everyone else's, you're doing it wrong. Sure, I had a gift that was to be shared, but it was not to be shared for my glory and my spotlight. It was to be shared for the common good. We find today a portion of Paul's letter to the church at Corinth, Paul's letter to the Corinthians, in which he is writing to them about what it means to have an identity in Christ. This is an early church before they had church buildings and church doctrines, before they even had printed Bibles. They had the people of God as the church. And they were trying to discern what it meant to be those people of God. And Paul was constantly having to remind them that as the people of God whose identity was in Christ, it was never an individual identity. As those people were those with an identity in Christ, their identity was no longer that of an individual. But it was that of one who was a part of a community. Their identity as a community of faith is what was most important. And here in this particular passage, Paul is addressing a specific issue that has come up within that community of faith when it comes to certain individuals thinking that their identity, that their power, that their authority and privilege was more important than that of the group. And that their authority and privilege could be abused by claiming the name of giftedness by the Spirit. Some persons you see would claim to have the gift of being able to speak in tongues. And so then they would speak, and they would share with the group what had been said, claiming that there was a vision from God that had been given when in fact it was not a vision from God. It was just them wanting to hold on to power or authority at the expense of others. And so Paul has to outline exactly what spiritual gifts are. He says, I don't want you to be uninformed about spiritual gifts. I don't want you to be uninformed. I want to tell you the importance of spiritual gifts. I want to give you the description of what they actually are so that you can continue to be the communal people that God has called you to be. There was a specific issue of people abusing power in the name of giftedness. And that word for gift there, that word for gift uh, in, in Greek is the word charismata. Now many of us may know the word charismata from its word in our language that involves charisma, 
right? Charisma. And people who are said to have charisma are said to stand out from the crowd, to be able to hold uh, attention and authority. They have something about them that draws people to them. But what Paul is saying in this verse is that charismata, the giftedness of the Holy Spirit, is not about drawing people to one's individual self, but about contributing to the common good. That is contributing to God's good for humanity and for the people. And so Paul confronts self-centeredness and the divisive and harmful claims that people are making about spiritual gifts by reminding the people that first of all, God is at work in all people, not just a select few. And that the whole point of spiritual gifts is God's work, is the common good. And any time where our work or our service or our actions become about building up our authority, we are missing the point. Because our authority as people of faith is found in Christ alone. Jesus is Lord is the statement that Paul offers to the Corinthians. No one can say Jesus is Lord, he said, unless they are born of the Spirit. No one can say Jesus is Lord unless they are born of the Spirit. Now, Jesus is Lord was a really big statement for those Corinthians to make. It was a really big statement for anyone living in the Roman Empire where the emperor was known as the Lord. Now, if Jesus is Lord, that means that the emperor is not. And it means that ultimate authority does not belong to the emperor, but to Christ. What a big deal. What a big statement for those early Christians. And if Jesus is Lord, that means that I am not. That means that you are not. That means that the apostles are not. If Jesus is Lord, then all authority under heaven and earth belongs to Christ and not to any human being. And so if Christ is Lord, then it is Christ who is bringing about the reign of God and we human beings are simply a part of that. We human beings are a part of that due to the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit empowers us with gifts so that we don't get the authority, but so that we can participate in the reign of God coming forth with Jesus, to whom is given all authority. We are a part of God's work through the Spirit of Jesus Christ. I've been reading a book that speaks about the yearnings of human beings to have something meaningful in our life, right? Over the past 30 years, there's been a bunch of research done about the core of human beings striving for meaning and for completion. And the research has shown, according to this book, Burnout, um, that, that human beings feel the most meaning in their lives when they have a higher purpose or calling. Now, this isn't a religious book, mind you. This is a book of science. It is a book that crosses all boundaries. But they say that human beings biologically find most meaning in life when we are a part of something greater than ourselves, when we feel that we have a purpose in participating and making a positive change in the world as part of something greater than ourselves. But for some, this finding of a deeper meaning is really difficult to come by. Because for some, they have been told, sometimes repeatedly, 
that the gifts that they have to offer are not worth anything. Some people find a difficult time because inside they have a voice telling them that what they have to share and to give and, and to proclaim to the world is not worth anything. Some people have difficult time finding meaning and purpose in life because they are torn down. But Paul, Paul says in all of them and in everyone, God is at work. When we are part of Christ's church, we celebrated baptism of the Lord Sunday last week. When we are baptized and adopted into the community of faith, we are endowed with the Spirit of God, each and every one of us, with the ability and the capacity to make a difference in the world with the gifts that we as individuals are given, regardless of what the world says we are capable of. God says something different. Now, we as a church have not always done a good job of listening to Paul's words here. Not only the church in Corinth, but the church for the past 2,000 years, we have not always done the best job at listening to this. But God is still working. God is still working through and in and sometimes even in spite of the church. God doesn't limit the work that we can do because of what the world says or because of the limits that we ourselves put because of our own insecurities. God empowers us all to bring our unique spirit-given gifts to participate in God's work for the common good that is for the transformation of the world and the kingdom of God. In her book, Big Magic, Creative Living Beyond Fear, author Elizabeth Gilbert tells a story of an aspiring artist who goes to France to learn life. <laughs> he goes to France to learn life, to experience life to be inspired for his art. And he shares his art with those around him, sharing it with all he meets to receive feedback. He interacts with new and exciting people. And one day as he is sitting in a coffee shop, he encounters a group of young students who share with him that they are going to be going to a very fancy and exciting party and that he is invited to join. It's going to be in a castle, and it's going to be a costume party, they say. So, so don't bear any, don't hold back on any expense or creativity. Come and join the festivities. Use your art and come and be a part of this gathering. The who's who of everyone who is important will be there, and you can be a part of it. So this aspiring artist, very excited to be a part of such a special gathering, spares no creative or financial expense and makes his elaborate costume. As he comes to the grounds of the castle, he is so excited for what will lie ahead. But as he goes through the castle doors and enters the ballroom, he is stunned by the looks of every single person turning towards him. You see, the students had forgot to mention that this was a themed costume party. It was the theme of medieval royalty, and he was dressed as a bright red lobster. As he stands there in the silence as the band has stopped playing, he pauses for a moment, takes a huge bow, and says, I am the court lobster, and I will lead you all in a dance. The band strikes up, 
and he begins to lead the people in dance with his pincers. Joyfully, everyone proclaims what a wonderful thing it is to have a court lobster at the party. His joyful gift that he shared, perhaps uncomfortable though it was at first, though perhaps filled with doubt he might have been as he shared his gift, the joy emanated from the people gathering in the room. As I said many times, the church has not always heeded Paul's words. Sometimes we have turned away those that we deem lobsters in our attempts at holding a medieval court. The church has been guilty of preventing people from sharing their gifts because of ageism, sexism, racism, homophobia, which have in turn, I believe, limited what God can do in the world. I know that before 1956, when women were ordained in the United Methodist Church, I may not have been able to preach in this very pulpit. And there are many places in the world today where I cannot preach. And I have often doubted whether my gift of preaching is like my lobster costume that is simply not welcome in that space. But when I hear the words of Paul saying that the Spirit has invited all and everyone with gifts to share for the common good, I am thankful. The Spirit gives gifts as the Spirit wishes. And when we don't receive that gift, we miss out. When we don't receive the gifts of the people of God, we're missing out on the Spirit's gift for all of us and on our work for the common good. When we don't share our gifts, the gifts that we have been given because of fear or insecurities, we miss out and God's work of the common good suffers as well. And when we abuse the gifts, like those to whom Paul is talking to in Corinth, we also suffer because the common good suffers and God's work suffers. But, but, when we can use our gifts, those lobster unique gifts that God has gifted each and every one of us with, when we can share our knowledge our wisdom, our compassion, when we can use our gifts and receive the gifts of others, our church and the life of the common good of God's people thrives. This weekend, we are celebrating Martin Luther King Jr.'s life and work and ministry. Martin Luther King Jr. was gifted with the gift of prophecy. Along with that gift came a lot of words that many people did not wish to receive and to hear. Gifts that were difficult, words that were difficult, particularly for the white church. But Martin Luther King Jr. used his gifts, the gifts that God had given him to prophesy, to speak powerfully about equality and justice and righteousness and transformation and the common good flourished. Let us receive the words of prophets and preachers today who challenge us to be better for the common good and let each and every one of us who are baptized in the spirit of God share our gifts as well. Because I am confident that when we do, the common good, the reign of God and God's kingdom will indeed flourish in the power of the Holy Spirit of Christ, our Lord. Amen. At the end of every service of worship, we invite those who wish to unite with our congregation to come forth during our final hymn. And those of you worshiping with us online and via broadcast, you are welcome to contact our church and be a part of our church as well. We seek to be a church that works for the common good. 
We don't always get it right, but we try and we work hard so that God's kingdom will come. And if you want to be a part of a church like that, we invite you to unite with our congregation this day. Let us join together in our final hymn. today at Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church. We invite you to visit our website to let us know you were a part of our viewing community today or to learn more about how you can get involved in our ongoing mission to love God, love neighbor, and change the world.